This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. But what's the point of having these laws if... if I got Tony Orlando on the line. Joe is still a talk nigga. Thank you for coming on. Cousin Tony. Is this my cousin Tony Orlando? <laughs> you are. You have raised a zillion dollars for veterans already, and and you work so hard for the veterans. Tell tell everybody the quick story about how you started raising money for veterans. Well, I started 1973 with Bob Hope, John. I was invited to the Cotton Bowl to sing Yellow Ribbon, and Yellow Ribbon was only out literally. I'm not kidding. A week. It wasn't a hit yet, but Bob Hope kind of knew instinctively that it w- would work for this event because we were welcoming home our POWs from Vietnam, Cambodia, Laos. And believe me when I tell you, their eyes hadn't even adjusted to daylight yet. Truly, they were only home two weeks. And all of you in that studio know, and all of you at home know, how terribly they were tortured. And 70,000 people showed up for that show. And I went out on stage, and I sang Yellow Ribbon. That was the opening act. And to this day, this is one of the greatest. It changed my life, honestly, John, because I saw 590 of the bravest men I had ever met in my life singing the chorus to this song. And the reason they knew it was because uh, Bob Hope, you know, he had such an influence on the military. He sent it to their commander, and they learned the song. And here I am singing this song, 70,000 people singing the chorus, and it changed my life. And I said to myself, you know, from now on, every show I do, everything I do will be for veterans and for our POWs. And quite frankly, I've reunion with them for 50 straight years. And in fact, I'm hosting their 50th anniversary next year at the Nixon Library because I was with them the day they got home, the weeks I got home. And I'm going to enjoy that 50th anniversary with them, John, really. Well, that, that, that is wonderful. And, and tell us, you know, I spoke to Colonel Jack Jacobs this morning, uh, and I was on the board of the uh, 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 Medal of Honors recipients uh, board. Right. And, and a few years ago, and there was about 90 or 100 of them. You know, they're down to 67, uh, Tony? No, I know. And when I had them in Branson, when I opened my theater in Branson in 1994, I had Bob Hope come in as a favor to me, God bless him, rest his soul, to turn on the lights uh, for our first veterans show. And he met with them. And when I look at now at the Medal of Recipient, we had almost 200 of them there. Jay Vargas from San Diego, who is who's a recipient, as you know, John, because you're very close to the um, Medal of Honor recipients, was my co-host. And Bob Hope was next to me. And, there, and I think with the, it dwindled down to 60. It's, it's pretty unbelievable. It is unbelievable. And, 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 and you know, and, and our vets coming back, and we've talked to uh, 
Frank Siller at uh, Tunnels of Tower today, and he's doing a, lot, a tremendous job in, in helping vets. And, and we just talked to some other doctors that want to be able to help them with post-traumatic stress. Um, what else do you see happening right now? Well, post-traumatic stress, I think, is a very important part of where we should put our efforts, John, really. You know, when you're talking about suicide, I lost a brother to suicide. It is the most horrific thing you could ever go through as a relative or friend. It happens to be with Freddie Prince. And it's happening to our young soldiers who are doing it every day. We're losing somebody to suicide. Something very important has to be done. Some kind of understanding that's way beyond my knowledge. But something has to be done for them. They have to be comforted. You know, we have to put our veterans in a place where when they come home, they're the kings. They come home kings. I believe we should, we should treat them with, as you know, we're, we're willing to uh, welcome home sports stars and movie stars in such a dramatic way. And yet, I don't see that happening with veterans in the same manner. They should not worry about anything. Frank has done the right thing. He has homes built for them, lives that they can live, you know, and with the decency of being able to sit in a wheelchair and not ask somebody to go reach up for the sink. No, he has that eye-butt wheelchair that stands him up, and he can get it himself. There's nothing like being able to do it yourself. So we have to follow his lead. I think he's a great leader that we should all go to, listen to, and and uh, and follow his advice. Well, I, you know, when I Judge? think, uh, Tony, it's Richard Weinberg. Uh, you, you were very fortunate to have that relationship with Bob Hope. I remember as a young man watching Bob Hope doing his tours. He would go into the battle ships. He would be out there in every war, and he rallied other Hollywood stars. And I think that was very, very important. Is that still happening today? And it's Is not there anybody publicized? doing that? Well, you know, you know what, I, what, what, what uh, Curtis was talking about this morning? They sent this, uh, um, the, this person to the German base to entertain the kids. Uh, she was a transsexual from Germany, and the, uh, they, they hired her to go entertain the kids of the armed forces. It's a little bit different you know, than Bob Hope. Well, I mean, we, I believe in diversity. You know, I believe in Greek Ricans uh, like Tony is. Uh, but I believe in diversity. But, but when it's coming to teach young kids, I think we've got to be a little more sensitive. Well, I, th- so I think the thing to do is get Hollywood, instead of uh, being hung up on wokeism, get Hollywood to be patriots again and support our, our military heroes. I think that's well, very, very important. You, let me share with you, if I may. Um, when I came to Branson, Missouri, you know, New York's my home, no matter what. You know, you can, you can move out of New York, but you never, New York never comes out of your blood once you're raised there, as you know. But I, moving to Branson in 1994, we started, this is 10 years before Wounded Warriors now, a welcome home for veterans. It started out in my theater, which was a 2,000-seat theater, sold out. We sold that theater out. Every year for 25 straight years, the town of Branson, Missouri, hosts to this day 175,000 veterans every single Veterans Week from November 5th to November 11th. It's pretty unbelievable. It's become a beacon 
the gathering of veterans. It does exist. It is here. It's not lost. It might be lost in, in L.A. Might be. I don't know. Well, it's not me, lost in me and you are old timers. Weinberg, Judge, you're an old timer. Captain Mamet, you're an old timer. We, we got to get people to replace us to do those things. I'm not an old timer. That's right. Well, you're a new timer. Lydia, you're, <laughs> Lydia, you're a new timer. Well, Lydia, I'm glad you're speaking out. We need you to speak out. We got to liven it up. But you know what, John? The veterans are not old timers. And they respond to all ages as long as they feel your love. I understand. Well, Tony Orlando, thank you for everything you do. God bless you and God bless America. And uh, the control room is yelling at me. We have to take a break. And uh, bless you, my friend. Bless you. you, John. Take care. And uh, stay tuned. We're coming up with General Petraeus, one smart guy. And he knows what the veterans are all about. Let's take that break. It's the three 